it was just like a realization that I thought parkour had this potential to do things differently from other sports because a lot of sports they're like a lot older than parkour and they just kind of became more popular during a time where gender equality wasn't such a big topic yet and I thought well parkour has the advantage that we're so young and we can just learn so we can stop making those mistakes and just build like a better sport straight from the beginning. Hi, Louis here. And as you can see, in this case here, swapping shoes is back. It's been almost exactly one year since the last episode and much has happened. Things changed, the project Arch Club is now history and I have recently joined Parkour Earth, the global federation for parkour, freerunning and ADD. More about Parkour Earth in a future episode. But before we start, let me just take a second to thank my dear friend Noah Valart who produced this new fresh beat and also the previous one from the, let's say, last season. How delicious are these tracks? Really, thanks bro. Now, to start things off, I had the immense pleasure to have a chat with Lin Yang. Lin is a legendary parkourist based in the UK who is actively in the game for over 10 years. She was the best female in Red Bull Art of Motion 2016 and is one of the most prominent girl movers in the scene. We caught up on the show she just finished touring in Luxembourg, jobs, competing and the recent discussion about female representation in this year's Art of Motion. Is this my longest intro yet? I think so. Anyways, I love this talk and I hope you will too. This is Swapping Shoes with Lin Yang. Hello Lin, welcome to Swapping Shoes. Hello. How are you doing? Um, pretty good, and you? I'm very good, very good too. It's very nice to be back and it's an honor to have you as the first guest back in Swapping Shoes. This time with Parkour, not Arch Club, um, but it's really good to have you here. It's been a while since I've done a podcast, so I'll see how this is going to go. When, which one was the last one? I don't even remember which one it was, but it's a couple of years ago, I think. I've, I've been uh, meaning to do one with Callum for the past very many months, I think, and we just haven't done it, but yeah. I'm sure we will. You, you guys are really good friends now, right? Like, you're living in Brighton and stuff. Yeah, we um, lived together for the past three months. Ooh, nice. um, so yeah, so there was a lot of opportunities to do the podcast, but somehow life got in the way. Yeah, it's also kind of weird because I also thought about uh, recording one with Salgado before, but then I would be like, <laughs> it it's because Salgado is such like a close friend and so uh, natural that getting him into recording a podcast with me would be a little bit odd. Let's talk seriously now so everyone can listen to our conversation. So maybe do you have this feeling yeah. with Callum? I think it is because when there's people visiting Brighton, you're like, oh, this is the only opportunity. So Callum gets them on the podcast. But when you actually live together, it's just kind of your every day. And you're just like, oh, yeah, we, we still need to do the podcast. Oh, yeah, we should. We definitely should. And then months go by. But like, I think when you messaged me, he also messaged <laughs> me saying, like, we really need to get to do this podcast. <laughs> I was like, okay. Nice. Um, so, yeah. Um, and how, how are the shows? Really good. Um, tomorrow is the last one for this tour, uh, but it's been going so well that we've got booked for new shows in different countries. So it's, it looks like it's going to go on the same way your show has been going on for 
quite a while, so it looks like 23, 24 is going to be, um, yeah, so it's really nice. How is it called, this show? Uh, it's called Sahasa. It's like a show that brings together three different athletes, um, and it's mainly for like a young audience, um, so it's mixed between dance and different subcultures like parkour, freestyle, soccer, um, very interactive, well not very interactive but quite interactive with the with the audience so it's very fun to perform it I really enjoy it. Are you performing on big stages or is it uh, smaller more intimate theatres? Mm, it's smaller theatres I, th I think like this morning we had about 250 people. This so morning? It's not tiny. Yeah this morning. Are you still have a little bit of the high? Yeah, probably a little bit, but I feel like there's no time to have like a high and then a down because we've been doing so many shows, rehearsing so much, mm. so I'm constantly on there, quite like not stressed, but like constantly, yeah, ready. Yeah, yeah I know it's a bit stressful. <laughs> also, when you're in the show period, your mind just works in a different way. Also, right? Yeah. It's like it's I, I'm also I never being used to every day getting applauded by a lot of people <laughs> and it's it's a weird emotion <laughs> and then when you you're getting that every day you think your mind just gets into this weird wavelength that this frequency is weird <laughs> yeah hard to I, re I really enjoy it like i have to say i forgot how fun it is to perform because you know when you perform with parkour mostly it's like shows that you put together really quickly and it's for like short events and it's like Like, not that it's not organized, but it's a little bit messy sometimes. Yeah. This show is like, it's the same like you guys have done where you actually practice for like a solid few months and then everything is like... Yes, time. Feels like, yeah, everything feels Marked. good. And um, so, yeah, and also you get to know the people you work with really well. So the more shows you do, the better chemistry you have between each other. So it's, mm -hmm. it's really fun. Nice. How long is the show? It's 50 minutes. Hmm. 50 or 15? 50, 5-0. Oh, oof. yeah, good, yeah. good, yes. Do you get nervous too before the shows? Actually not, it's really weird. Um, no nerves, so that's a good thing. Good. But a little bit of a, a hype, like adrenaline, like let's go, poof. Um, or also not? Maybe not adrenaline, yeah, more calm because it's a lot of dancing as well, so it's a lot of concentration and like actually remembering what to do um, but it's just the kids react so much that it's just fun it's literally getting on stage and the kids already have reactions and no matter what you do mm -hmm. you get feedback so you can kind of play with it so it's, it doesn't feel too stressful it feels more like you're entertaining for an hour which is nice yeah nice and how how would you compare uh, the feeling before the show and before a competition a parkour competition Oh, very different. Very, very different. I feel like I haven't competed all that much. Or let's say I've stopped competing a long time ago. But I remember being really, really nervous um, every time I compete. Because I feel like you put stress on yourself and expectations. When I'm doing the show, you know that stuff will go wrong sometimes. Like yesterday, for example, we had a technical issue. And one of the stage things... Um, didn't work so and it's a whole scene based around it so we're just on stage and you know it's going to happen and it's just about how you you just have to act a little bit and just play with it which can be quite fun so mm -hmm. 
yeah, very different to competing. I'd Did say. you like competing? More fun. Oh, yeah, more fun for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yes, I, I did enjoy everything that comes with the competition, like the prep for it and the traveling and seeing people. And I think it is really good to step outside your comfort zone, which competitions for me definitely are. But it's not like an, it's not like an enjoyment the whole time because you're also so stressed <laughs> and you want to, you want to do your best. Um, so yeah, it's a weird mix between nerves and good feelings and also stressful feelings, I think. Yeah. And you, you would never compete again? Um, I wouldn't say never. I've just always been injured, I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, but you, 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 yeah. like I've seen you two weeks ago, I guess. Yeah, and yeah. And you were training. You seemed very fit, very ready. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm feeling good, but I feel like I might have a little stress fracture in my foot because I've been... I told you about um. the marathon training. So I might have overdone it just a tiny bit. Um, but all in all, I feel really good. But I feel like competition is a different kind of training than what I'm now doing. I think if I compete again, it would probably be in skill. Um, yeah. Which that thought of competing in skill really scares me. But I think it would be like a good scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is it's quite scary, I think. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. <laughs> I think I would also only compete in skill because I never did. Yeah, same. But I also would prefer to never compete again because it's a lot of fun not competing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's so much more fun to watch it. Yeah. Uh, it's maybe it's uh, something that comes with age also. You just you don't yeah. want to be embarrassed in front of all the seventeen-year-old boys who destroy you. <laughs> yeah, it's in, my, in my case. <laughs> it really depends. I think it would depend on the day if I compete. I think I'd be like, okay, no pressure on myself and I'd do it for the fun of it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think if you, it depends on the people you're competing against, maybe. If they're really competitive and fully into it, maybe then I would enjoy it less. But if everyone's just like enjoying it, then yeah, maybe, I'm not sure, but I'd definitely be nervous. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's see. Let's see what the future holds. Maybe soon we're going to see Lean back to the competition world. I doubt. You have some fun ones in small gyms, like some roots com competitions. Yes. In gyms yes. in England, that's good. That's a chance. Yeah, the one in um, I went to the one in north in north of England, uh, Project Underground. That was really really fun. Um, can't remember. I think I was injured. That's why. That was the main reason why I was like, no, it's not worth it. Um, I had an, like it's never big injuries. It's always niggles, but big enough to be like I don't want to make an injury worse just for the sake of competing I used to yeah. be fine with that and be like yeah I'll heal up after the competition but now I'm like nah mm. I'd rather I'd rather just have a good body and train and yes enjoy. yes yes for sure for how long are you training now Oof. when did you start like over 10 years ago I started with parkour and then I feel like the last few years has been a little bit on and off um because of different sports or different like jobs, life in general. Um, but yeah, all in all, over 10 years. Nice. Uh, and did you do anything before parkour, like other sport? Um, I was a dancer before I did parkour, uh, never on a professional level, um, but I was very passionate about it. Um, and then when I was a, a, a kid, kid, like really small, I did gymnastics. Um, mm -hmm. So I have like a gymnastics like foundation, I'd say. Nice. Oh, but it's it's a good uh, 
trio of skills for parkour performance in general, right? Yeah. Gymnastics, dancing, and then parkour. Yeah. Perfect for shows. Exactly. Very perfect for shows. <laughs> This is very good for shows. Yeah. <laughs> is that your favorite type of job? Of parkour, like a professionalism uh, path? So normally I don't like performing on stage all too much. Mm. Up until this show, actually. This um, is the, the first time it feels like a dance um, work, because it is a dance performance mainly. Because um, parkour shows usually, they're so harsh on the body if it's purely parkour and um, very rushed and unplanned or like mm -hmm. the obstacles are just put there for like a day and it's wonky and yeah. sketchy um <laughs> but yeah if i have to compare this one to like a commercial job um depending on what it is obviously but most commercial jobs they're just they're good money but they're they are not like pure fun most of the time um while the performances i feel like you it's more rewarding you get something back um mm -hmm. you especially because it's young audience and um, when we perform for school classes, they can ask questions afterwards and you can feel that they're genuinely interested. They want to learn about the sports. They might get interested in trying the sport. So it's, it's a really rewarding job to have right now. Yeah. But uh, commercial jobs can be fun too, like being hung outside of Bush Khalifa. <laughs> that was very, very fun. Like, that's the job I was thinking about. I was like, oh, actually, I'll have to take it back because that job was one of the best ones I've done. <laughs> <laughs> that seems so cool and so scary also how high was, were you I don't know in meters but it was I think they let me out on the 120th floor I think <laughs> and yeah so you yeah. say it so naturally I think they let me out on the 120th floor <laughs> <laughs> oh my god but it is really weird because I've done upsailing before I've done it once in London for a job and that was really scary for some reason even though it was not even close to the same height um, and I've done some abseiling with friends in Brighton mm -hmm. and I, I was one, like I was actually scared I would be like double checking everything and just asking 100 times if everything's secure <laughs> but on this job because when, when I got the phone call about it they just asked me would you be fine abseiling Burj Khalifa and for some reason I just said like yeah of course <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. when I hung up I was like oh god what have I just done And then when I got there, I was actually really calm. Like it, it was probably one of the best things I've done in my life, I think, easily, because I saw the sunset on the side of the Burj and then the sunrise, because we had two days of like one day mm -hmm. of prep and then one day of actual shooting. So, yeah, it was really nice. <laughs> yeah. It's so sick, such a sick uh, experience and story to tell forever um, in your life. You were hung uh, outside of, of a building... <laughs> but at the same time because a lot of people are like oh my god that's amazing no one ever does that and I'm like actually there's a lot of people who do that every day because every they day. clean windows yeah exactly <laughs> please don't break the magic you're doing okay. this for the so artist the <laughs> art of it yeah but every time I see people also painting uh, or cleaning windows or painting outside doing uh, heights yeah. jobs um I'm always like, oh, this is such a fun job. Except from the harness all day long in your groin. Oof. Except from it. <laughs> yeah. That If was have... the downside of that job. The, the harness they put me in wasn't meant to be a lying harness. It was a sitting one. Mm -hmm. So we had to wire, like, rig it in a weird way. 
and tighten it so tight that I got bruises and my legs would fall asleep. Uh-oh. That was like an absolute downside. Um, so yeah, and that. Imagine people working every day, eight hours a day, hung outside of buildings, <sighs> cleaning windows. Oh my God, so painful. Yeah. Yeah. But once I was in, um, in Bulgaria and I woke up in the morning, it was a really beautiful sunny day. And um, the place where I was staying there was just across the street from this beautiful big building, all glass. And then there were these um, window cleaners also hung outside, like maybe 50 meters high. Um, and they were listening to BGs really loud and singing <laughs> under the sun and washing the windows. I was like, oh, that's the job I want to do when I grow up. Uh, I've had like an experience when I was waiting for the camera team to get ready and everything um, where they had me like just sat on the same level and I mean if you live in the bush and you don't really expect someone to be outside your window um, but I could see inside the house because there's apartment buildings so there's like mm. on, on one level there was these two little kids that were trying to talk to me and like offer me food through the window obviously so it was closed so um, <laughs> and their mom having a go at them because she couldn't see me and then a few levels down I was stuck again and there was like just three guys half naked dancing around the apartment and I was so <laughs> tempted to just knock on the window because I was like this is so funny <laughs> how random also for them Yeah, exactly. They, they knew you were there. Come on. It's such a big thing happening. They knew you were there. That no, no, it was very, teasing. very low key, key. Like, I don't think they had any clue. I don't think they would have been half naked dancing if they <laughs> had known. But it was very entertaining for me. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, now talking about the recent um, situation in, in Art of Motion. And I really enjoyed your presence and I really love when parkour people go out and they just, you know, if you have a point, if you have some criticism, just bring it out, say it out loud. Not only the positivity, because positivity doesn't always bring you everywhere. We need to mm. fight the mm. things that are going wrong. Um, you got really good feedback also, right? I got so much feedback um i didn't even i didn't expect it that's not why i posted it um i was literally on my way to bed uh, when i saw um that there's only three women um spots in the competition i think they have 16 athletes or 18 athletes i'm not sure 15? but uh, oh, 15 but it's like three is very low percentage of women yeah. when last year or like the last time they did the event it was i think there were fewer women but still kind of a good like amount of women uh, and this time three just seems to be going back in time so I just I wasn't even outraged about it or anything because a lot of people thought that I was very angry um, mm -hmm. when I posted um, the story that wasn't it it was just like a realization that I thought parkour had this potential to um, do things differently from other sports because a lot of sports they're like a lot older than parkour and they just kind of became more popular during a time where gender equality wasn't such a big topic mm -hmm. yet and I thought well parkour has the advantage that we're so young and we can just learn so we can stop making those mistakes and just build like a better sport straight from the beginning yes. and then when I saw that we were going back um, to three women in Red Bull um, competition and you have to say that Red Bull is like a it's not grassroots so it's like just a company from the outside which makes it a bit different mm -hmm. uh, but it just felt like We just ruined it. We could have created a sport that is equal and gives women equal opportunities. And 
now 10 years of me doing parkour it just seems like oh we're back to where we started that is also a very pessimistic view on it though because we have come a long way um project underground for example is a good example where women and men had exactly the same um spots they had exactly the same price money um and that that is a good example of how things are going well but then obviously if a big competition that is supported not just by the parkour community but also seen by so many people outside the sport that's when it becomes really sad that it looks like there's no women in the sport and it's even sadder to hear that some people really think that women don't deserve the spots because they're not as impressive um so that that is just very yeah um sad in, in general yeah i agree it's really such a complicated subject also because for me, I cannot talk about it because I'm not. I don't. I don't have the same perspective as you have on the on life in general because I'm a guy. Mm-hmm. For me, the biggest problem is how much we rely on art of motion as the biggest competition. Mm-hmm. Why we still don't have uh, uh, only girls art of motion, you know, like Big. like a you have a league for guys and league for yeah. girls. Like, why are they still? Why is it still mixed? In a way, I yeah. feel like this is kind of unfair. Wasn't it in Italy? It was separate completely, maybe? Oh, I have no idea. I was not in Italy. I can't remember. Um, but I think it is, if you think about Red Bull, you have to think about it from a company's perspective. They, It's not that they don't give a shit about parkour. Um, they have done a lot for parkour. And um, it's a good thing for the athletes to be part of the competition. Um, but what they want to do is... They want to just... It's a marketing gig for them. They want to sell cans. They want to sell their cans. They want to like support the sport in the way that it makes their brand image better. And it has yeah. to fit within, like I think it's an hour or an hour and a half. Because for people who are not into parkour, they don't want to see seven hours of competition. Um, they want to see something that is quick to view, like something that's easy to watch. Um, and then you have to kind of limit yourself. And the belief is just that People would rather see 15 guys and um, three women than f- like split it evenly yeah. because they think that women just aren't good enough yet. But that's exactly where the problem is. First of all, I don't think that's true. But also, let's, let's even say women aren't as good as men in sport. They will never be if this is how competitions are going to be run. Yes. They, they will always lag behind because it's just... The, it's not just a reality that you kind of like show you're like oh there's not enough women so this is how we do the format you create a reality mm-hmm. by making a format that disadvantages women um so i just think that if competitions keep this format there's no way women are going to actually be equal at some point yeah yeah but the women um presence in the parkour scene is growing so so much so fast and the level is also upping really quick now yeah and i really like how much uh, women are voicing out their needs and yeah. what they believe like lilu just uh, gapped manpower yeah that's very incredible. nice props to lilu um but yeah but in a, in a way i also i try to believe that look art of motion is not a parkour competition it's just a show Mm-hmm. And that's the demographics that they're trying to, uh, that they're targeting, mm-hmm. you know. The boys who watch uh, crazy people doing stunts on the internet. 
it's very it's, it's, it's still it's excluding the chance for women to feel like they can just go out there and they have chances yeah but i really try to just like I, to comfort myself because i'm i'm part of art of motion you know i shouldn't yeah. even be saying this i'm not, i'm one of the judges okay, in trouble. <laughs> i'm gonna get it i'm gonna be fired <laughs> but uh, for example um this year is invitational but there's no black people you know <laughs> i'm thinking oh. Oh, uh, it's just demographics right I, it's, do you know how they were cho uh, chosen like how were athletes chosen was it based on who've competed in the past and done well or i really like i my belief um, is that it's just who they think that are the most influential now in the community, in the sport, mm -hmm. and in social media. Mm -hmm. So I don't think they are going for the best performance. It's more about the more following. Okay. Um, I mean, there's so many incredible athletes at the moment. There yeah. is. You could always choose people, and there's other people who deserve it more. Or like, yeah. it's it would be really hard. But yeah, if if. I don't think whoever chose made a bad decision. Not because the athletes that they chose aren't good. They're incredible, all of them. It's just there's not enough variety probably and just... Yeah, it's I think it's just the demographics that they are targeting. They want to sell cans to boys in Europe and North America, <laughs> mostly, unfortunately. Yeah. And it's, it's actually... Because it's a marketing event, we cannot ever deny it. I, I don't know, I kind of want to believe that the person who chose, I, I think it's probably not just one, it's like a collective of people, mm -hmm. didn't even think that far. They just kind of reached out to whoever they thought is the best at the moment. Maybe they don't. That's also a thing. You can only pick people that you know of. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that the people who chose necessarily did their research and actually know who... For example, when they say there's not enough good women, it's like, that's just such a lie. Yeah. That just means that you haven't acted on your research and looked into it. And I think that's how they maybe have this pool of athletes um it's just because there's a lot of athletes that they didn't know of maybe that they could have chosen yeah it's also just so so few people who have the chance to go and compete you know because it's a show also and it's only one and a half yeah. hour um yeah 16 15 people yeah um i mean this this year is different also you know it's uh, the three days competition Oh, okay, I, I don't women. actually know anything about it. I just saw that there's less women and I didn't... Like, I mean, I heard that there's no woman on the judging team, which honestly sucks because Sydney was uh, judging two years... There is now. Oh, good. They changed. Very they good. Changed. They changed. Okay, so that's good. I don't know how much I can be telling, actually. I, I'm just out here. Not, not, not a lot of people are going <laughs> to listen to this anyway. <laughs> I hope. Yeah. But that's really good to hear. Don't fire me. <laughs> I mean, that fire noise. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, okay, so that's good to know because I've I've heard that there's no woman, and I thought, well, we ha like there was a woman a few years ago judging, which was a step into the right direction, and then now we're back to no woman on the judging panel, which would have been a shame. But it, uh, it's really nice to hear that there is. Yeah, yes, they they heard, they were concerned, and they tried to make some changes. I also think now that there are going to be five girls in the competition. Oh, I think nice. I'm saying too much here, but <laughs> they, they they heard and they are concerned. Why do they keep it so secretive, though? Because it's one of the things they should make it like, okay, we fucked up, we were wrong, so now we're changing it. Because it would look right. really good in a company. Because companies constantly make mistakes. And if you admit it and just be like, 
I have no idea. That it'd be really nice. I actually, I have no clue. No clue. Maybe because they fear that there's going to be more criticism. Yeah. As well, because they didn't... I mean, a few of the athletes spoke up about the representation of women and how they're unhappy with it. Mm -hmm. And they were asked to not publicly voice their opinion, otherwise they might get kicked from the competition. So... I think that's even more shocking that the fact than the fact that they made a bad decision to start off with of having such low women numbers, but telling their athletes that they can't speak their mind, I think is maybe worse because then it's not just a mistake anymore. Then it becomes like an active, like a conscious decision of being like, no, you're not allowed to talk about this. But the fact that they changed it is really good. Like, yeah. I don't know exactly the reason. I don't think they, they were asking people to be quiet and not to speak out their concerns. It's just because it's such a big company and yeah. uh, the decisions are not made by one person. And I feel like mm -hmm. if one person gets it, because they already made this mistake before of uh, someone is complaining about the judging and then one of the judges starts to speak and then it's a massive internet yeah. uh, frenzy about this yeah. topic. I feel like maybe that's one of the reasons, but I, I also, I, maybe I'm just keep lying to myself because they are my bosses. <laughs> <laughs> I keep lying to myself. I just, I want to believe that the main no. reason is that they just, it's too many people and they, they have this image of the brand. It would be great yeah. if, our, yeah. and also Art of Motion is a tiny little event inside of the whole Red Bull uh, agenda. Exactly, yeah. If you, if you think about it, it's, it, for us it's super important, too important. But for the whole community, uh, for, for the whole Red Bull events, it's, they have a, a yeah. racing, a Formula One racing team. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, uh, so I don't feel like it, it would be good for their image in general mm -hmm. to come out and say, hey, guys, we fucked up. So here it is. You, uh, we, we're changing it because you guys are right and we don't want to be seen as the bad guys. Yeah. Also, I think a lot of people don't. Because I don't think, I, d I never looked at Red Bull as in like they're evil, that they're doing this competition and running it this way ever. Because I, I think some people, they kind of, when I post, because I only posted one story and it was, I was literally just before going to bed. I didn't think about it all too much and I had so much reaction. And I was like, I think I posted another story about just it being Red Bull and how that is actually really amazing for the athletes. I mean, I kind of made a career out of parkour after competing in Red Bull um, because then you have like, it's more, it's like having credentials of like showing clients, like, look, I've worked with Red Bull, I've done well, and then you are more likely to get hired. So I'm really the last person to talk shit about Red Bull because I've competed and it was fun and um, yeah, it helped me a lot. So I wanted to clarify, I wanted to be like, okay. Um, but I also think that a company needs to be able to just get feedback. It's not even criticism or like cancel culture or anything. It's literally just feedback of being like, we're unhappy with this for these reasons. And personally, I also think having more women compete would benefit the company um, long term. It would also benefit the parkour community, both female and male, because kind of I can't cite research because I don't remember where I read this, but apparently even the male participation gets higher when they say women see women in the sport. So it, overall, it would just be like a plus. But it means that you have to cut some male athletes just because it has to fit into a certain time. And that's where the 
or but men are so much better so they need to get more airtime comes into play which i think is very backwards no yeah, uh, I, I especially agree with you in the point of the um, they they as a company, public company making a public event, a, co a company also that has such a influential uh, marketing uh, agenda, they have to be able to get feedback also. And and as a matter of fact, all the feedback that the girls did, most of them, they were not attacks. No, they were not like attacking the company calling it um, um, misogynous or no, just, no. just like feedback, you know? Yeah. And I'm glad actually that they heard and they changed, but I'm way more glad that the girl spoke out and that it, it actually turned out mm -hmm. to be something good. So props. Yeah. Thank I, you. I again. guess, oh, I, I feel like I have, I have not done anything to, I know, to but it. Like you, <laughs> You as and here as the representative of the representation of the female parkour scene, who oh. spoke out for this. So thank you. We have to keep on doing this because, um, as you said, yeah. it's a sport in the beginning, and we are right now tracing the direction that it will go, and we have the chance as us, like even more us, like the above thirty years old, we are in this this place of also having responsibility to say things that people when they are in the beginning of their career probably don't have to the courage or the time or the like the vi the vision to see oh wait this is happening wrong uh, me as an older person who loves the sport and who can see the problems i can just speak out and uh, hope hope that i can make a difference right although i feel like a lot of the young younger athletes they actually spoke up um which was really nice to see. I mean, a lot of people seemed upset about it a little bit, but there was quite a few really young athletes who just mentioned that, yeah, they would have loved to see more women. Um, also guys, not just women in the sport, which yeah. I thought was really cool to see. But yeah, we'll see how it goes. So yeah, ooh, car crash, car crash, oh, almost. I have a window <laughs> here in front of me. It's so entertaining, I'm sorry. I have to take a photo so to send you. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so uh, do you know Tic Tac? Let's do Tic Tac. I'm tic gonna tac? give you two, oh, two, yeah, two words and you have to pick one. We have to be fast because uh, oh, it's a Tic Tac. This, this, is, this is my nightmare. I'm, I'm very bad no, at making decisions. <laughs> it's the classic ones. I'm not gonna change it. It's forever gonna be. If I keep doing swapping shoes until I'm 40, I'm gonna say the same thing. Because, yes, okay. So, ready? If you f keep your foot on the wall for too long... I'm starting to, to sweating, alright. Oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> alright, so coffee or tea? Coffee. Front flips or back flips? Front flips. Pizza or pasta? Pasta. Sebastian Foucault or David Bell? Sebastian Foucault. Performing or competing? This one you answered before. Performing. Gymnastics or martial arts? Gymnastics. Parkourists or free runners? Oh, I kind of like parkourists just because it sounds so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I like it. Parkourists. <laughs> Ilabaka or Vorslav? Ilabaka. 
Thank you. It was easy. Did it hurt? That was quick. Yeah, it wow. was quick. Whoa, no, I asked you a few of them. <laughs> Do you like the new term, parkourists? Do you think it's going to stick? So, I think at first, I just thought of it as a joke of being like, oh, this is like what my grandma would say when she tries to describe it. She'd be like, oh, my, my granddaughter, she's a parkourist. Um, but now I feel like it almost makes sense because it's if you ex try to explain to people what you're doing and you're like you either have to say you're a parkour athlete or a free runner and then if you say free runner people are just like oh how far do you run I'm like oh, I'm just running around like a crazy person yeah <laughs> kind of I don't know I, although it, it does sound a little bit parkour so what do you prefer I, I, I'm asking you, you are the guest, I'm the host, I ask questions. <laughs> no, I prefer, I prefer parkourists too. I never liked the term freerunner because yeah. it's just so ludic. <laughs> it's yeah, so, so, like, so much like a, oh, he's a freerunner. I, I don't know, you know. Like, <laughs> Running I like, I, I like, I like when, when we make the difference between parkour and free running inside of like, in, for us, not to the mm -hmm. whole world, just so we know like, oh, Alice Tohau is more a free runner than Calvin mm -hmm. Powell, for example, you know? Yeah. Uh, but then at the same time, that's also, I don't know, I struggle with that a little bit just because free running as such is literally just the English term because no one could say yeah. parkour. So, so it's like, actually it should be the same, but I get it. Like I get, okay. More. But then you have to explain that to people who don't do parkour or free running. And then again, it becomes so complicated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, if you, if you see it, you understand that it's kind of different sports. Yeah. I mean, oh yeah, definitely. There's, you can look at the same sport, but then have two different athletes who kind yeah. of do a different sport. It's like, it's like in dance, I always use the analogy yeah. dance. You, when you see a dancer, you see a dancer is a dancer. A break dancer is a dancer. And a, a ball, ballerina is a dancer, a yeah. ballet dancer. But they're doing the same type of activity, but they have the different um, uh, sub-language, like a pronunciation in a way. Yeah. Yeah, very true. That's actually a really good um, comparison. <laughs> cool. All right, I think our time's running out. Thank you very much. Thanks I'm very happy that me. you were the first one on Swap Issues. Thank you, Lynn. Yes. Any now Callum's going to get me on his podcast as well because he feels like, oh shit, I really have to now. Ah, Callum, <laughs> beat you. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha, I got her first. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> All right, have a nice day. Have a good training, yes, good show. You too. Thank you. La last one tomorrow and then off to the UK straight away. Nice. You looking forward? Yes. Yes. Looking forward to it. Cool. All right. Thank you. We'll speak soon. Speak Thanks soon. for having me. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining. Don't forget to check out Lynn's work, linked down in the description, as well as parkour socials and website. You are invited to be part of the Global Federation. Hit us up for information and make sure to join our talks on Discord. Much love, PK for life.